0: Welcome to In Debt with Ulrika Lobo. On this week's episode, I want to introduce you to Jake Isman and Property. Property offers private lenders access to valuers and other property reports in record time and at an extremely reasonable cost. Gone are the days of having to find valuers to fit your panel and searching through all the different available services by yourself. You can now lean on Jake and lean on property to find the right solution for you. Jake, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started Property and what Property does.
1: Yeah, sure. So thanks for having me. Uh, My background is in mortgage broking, which naturally led into private lending. Part of that space, I was doing a lot of administration work, trying to find the right valuers specifically for first and second mortgage purposes. From there, I realized that there's only a certain amount of valuers that can actually do these valuations because of the insurances involved, which was a massive pain point personally for me when organizing this administration because... A, it would take a lot of time to find the right valuers in the right areas, and B, to find the right price as well as turnaround times. So we started collecting a database. From there, I kind of realized that there is a solution for private lenders, not only myself working in it, but others who would also physically feel this pain. And we started developing a database. From there, we realized that there's a multitude of property reports out there, and we slowly grew and grew and grew. Now we have property.
0: Actually, you've touched on a really key point there. one of the biggest pain points, especially following the pandemic, was the update of insurance policies for valuers that did limit whether they could assign mortgages for first mortgage purposes or any mortgage purposes to private lenders. So when you look at the market and the uptake of this product, Jake, how long have you been running property for? Because I've only recently come across it. Is it relatively new?
1: Yeah, so it's relatively new. I mean, we first started the idea during COVID where it was actually a really big struggle to find these valuers. And then from there, we kind of started testing the market with different property professionals, like conveyances, solicitors, to see what kind of property reports they were interested in just so we had a pool that we could actually work with on a day-to-day basis that would allow us to get a good data set whether it's going to work or not because ultimately if it wasn't going to work there's no point of investing time and energy into building this thing. So from there it took about six to eight months to collect the right data to see whether this would actually work in terms of a business and then from there I think we launched early April we went live with the website early April 2022 and have just been growing since
0: I mean, to give us an idea of how much you've grown, can you tell us how many valuers you have on the panel and how many clients you work with?
1: Initially, we first started with four different reports, mainly being depreciation reports, valuations, strata reports, building and pressure reports, since then we now cover probably 50 different types of reports across different mediums, whether they're surveys, different types of valuations, different pre-inspection reports, et cetera. We've basically got 50 to 60 different valuers across Australia, each specializing in each specific role. Every time we speak to a valuer, we find out exactly what areas they specialize in, as well as whether they can handle private first mortgage valuation purposes, just because our core business targets private lenders in that case. We do cover everywhere. We've recently done reports in Northern Territory, WA, Tasmania. We do cover the whole of Australia.
0: One of the interesting questions is with valuers that you currently work with, with 60 different valuers on your panel, have you found that every single private lender that has come to you has been able to find a solution on your panel?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Obviously, each circumstance is different. And whether they're going to go ahead with the valuation or not is also dependent on the client's Mm -hmm. needs or wants. What we essentially do is offer them the best solution that we can offer them. If they find a better solution, great, no harm found. But in terms of what we're trying to do is we're trying to put together something that is both acceptable across the board without extravagant fees or slow turnaround times.
0: I understand. To be honest, it is a pain point as well in valuation turnaround and follow up. I've found that especially towards the back end of last year, there were a lot of extensions on valuation turnaround time, even up till now. And that process of following it up, there's multiple gatekeepers, I guess, in in that process to get through. However, where I do think, and I think you've mentioned this before as well, where you're efficiency is going to come into play even with the larger players is that as you drive more volume towards them, they're going to want to pick up your call.
1: Yeah, typically the more work we give these independent valuers, they're more lenient with us with price and turnaround times just because we're constantly on top of it and giving them work, which is kind of building this pipeline.
0: That's amazing. I find that when it comes to volume as well, a lot of private lenders, if they've got books smaller than about two hundred million dollars, uh, and they have to spread out their valuations among, say, at least three to four valuers, depending on their valuation policy and investment mandate, they're not really building up that gravity or or that momentum of constant deal flow to a valuer to potentially push for that you know special turnaround time or that special price, you know, on a case by case basis, whereas if you're collecting all of this, you might be running valuations that might be equivalent to a $1 billion fund.
1: Correct. Yeah. Which is entirely what the purpose is. I mean, they're pushing our products, not necessarily first, but they're aware that we're kind of going to keep sending them more and more work across the board, across the year, across the quarter essentially, which is encouraging for everyone because everyone then benefits off the relationships that we're building inherently.
0: That's right. And because you also talk to them all the time, you're more aware of their processes, who to speak to and how to really get the result and the turnaround time and chase the deal up.
1: Correct. I mean, like typically I'll have five or six different quotes within half an hour for private lenders, which is kind of absurd. But yeah, I mean, we can get them done really quickly because I know exactly who to contact, where they are, what areas they cover geographically, what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do. And if I can't find the right option, I'll keep searching until I can.
0: You know what, what you said, you can get him turned around in half an hour. Is that a guarantee from Property?
1: No, it's not a guarantee. And I tend not to tell people that we can because then it just puts unnecessary pressure on everyone. But you just mention of... it
0: on a podcast. Correct. Right?
1: Yeah, no, just for you guys. No. <laughs> um, but typically, I mean, more towards residential stuff. I mean, we're dealing with conveyances and solicitors who have quick pulling off periods. And we kind of built the business around the people purchasing the property, which has allowed us to kind of build those relationships, specifically for those reports. I know it's not commercial or private lending, but... But it's really real, it made us realize that time is critical. And if we can be as fast as possible and be on top of the case, well, it benefits everyone then.
0: A hundred percent. In particular in private lending, there's a huge premium that is allocated to turnaround time. Most private lenders get deals that require quick settlements, and usually the valuation report is the bottleneck in the approval process. So the fact that you have a focus on time efficiencies was also what stood out to me because the idea of getting a quick result and knowing that you are directing your business and directing property to also do as fast turnarounds as you can really drives and aligns well with private lender profitability.
1: Correct. Well, essentially, I mean, most of the time deals are dependent on the valuations itself. So for everyone's sake, if they can get a valuation with a quick turnaround time, they know whether the deal is going to work or not straight away. Mm -hmm. So if we can improve that speed, it will mean that there's more efficient business going on throughout the industry.
0: Yeah, agreed. You know, that helps with managing utilization and capital held for certain deals because this way you're not waiting for four weeks while you've promised a borrower to hold, say, $5 million for them. Correct. And you can move on to the next deal as well. Or the best part is you get a valuation that works and you can settle it as quickly as possible and start earning that income as soon as possible. Exactly right. So I wanted to talk about the process for assessing the valuer's insurance and their suitability for private lending purposes as well. How do you make sure that valuer can work with a private lender?
1: With the valuers that we've onboarded, they typically tell us whether they can or can't do the first or second mortgage purposes valuations. From there, we can always ask for their insurance, but we tend to just trust the process. And if if the lender tends to want the insurance, um, the valuers would be more than happy to pass it over. We don't cross the line and do anything illegal. There has been conversations with valuers where they Try to sell me on something that's not actually a product. What is
0: curiously, (laughs) a redacted version of that? What is an example?
1: So I spoke to a value in WA and he basically told me that he does specialized desktop vows where the clients will send photos of the property and he can do a specialized desktop vow based on what they've sent him and he charges 12 to 1500 bucks. That doesn't Does exist. make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. How do you know
0: if they're even sending the photos of the right property? Correct. Necessarily? Yeah, there's
1: no validation. And then I asked him, so can you cover first and second mortgages? And he said, no, I don't have the right insurance for it. And I said, well, do you have insurance? He's like, not yet. And I was like, well, I'm not using you whatsoever. Are you a valuer? Well, what yeah, I, I know. Well, exactly right. I mean, he's, he, he claimed to be a valuer and that's not a joke. Like that actually happened. In terms of vetting, that's as, that's what we can do. I mean, I don't necessarily look at their credentials. I look at their past work. I get examples from them. I get samples from them. And I've spoken to them enough to know exactly that they know what they're talking about. So for specific circumstances, I know who to use.
0: That's right. And most of the value, I imagine all of the valuers on your panel are reputable and they've got a presence in the market already.
1: Correct. And it's funny because they tend to all know one another. So when I have a meeting with one, they're like, oh, you should speak to this person or "Oh, that person used to work for me or they used to work as one of the commercial valuers or something like that. So it's quite funny how it all works. But yeah, we, we trust all our valuers entirely.
0: Yep. Yeah, I understand. And you know, ultimately, I also want to point out that the quality of the valuation, the review of the valuation, that responsibility also lies with the lender. They have to decide if that valuation is appropriate. Say for example, they've said that the valuation was not really up to their standard and it's the first time they're working with one of the valuers on your panel. Is there a, a recourse, you know, for feedback or how would you escalate that complaint?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm more than happy to pass the details of the valuers on to whomever. We can get it rechecked and get it revalued. There's so many, I guess, options available to to do in these circumstances. My aim isn't to hide the valuation, valuer away from the client whatsoever. I'm more than happy for the valuer to contact or vice versa. The idea is for it just to be as simple as possible. As soon as we start hiding valuers and making it more mischievous, then it kind of defeats the purpose of what we're trying to achieve.
0: Sure. Do you worry about the client or a value on your panel taking advantage or utilizing your service, but then taking over a direct relationship with a client in the future?
1: I'd I'd like to think that we build the trust within the service that we provide each, both, I guess, parties, whether they're the valuer or the client. Essentially, from the client's perspective, they're not going to really get the access that we have to these valuers with the quick turnaround times if they want to cut us out. Because we're constantly giving work to these valuers, they trust us, we trust them, and we're going to get quicker turnaround times than if an individual just cut us out of the process, which is currently how the market works now, which is why there's a struggle. If we were to find out that we would cut out the market, yeah, it wouldn't be great. But in terms of the service that we provide, well, there's no point of using us in the first place because ultimately you want that speed, you want the cost down, and that's all we're there to facilitate. If you're gonna go out by yourself, Good luck finding a cheaper option when you have to find a valuation in rural areas or interstate where it's more difficult.
0: The interesting thing about what you offer is an operational efficiency as well. Rather than giving the follow-up and chase-up task to some a member of my team, you're taking on that responsibility and the private lenders in the market are also able to utilise your efforts
1: Correct. It takes a long time and a lot of effort to keep on top of everything. I'd like to think we do a good job at it. But yeah, as you know, it takes a long time to actually follow up. Finding the right person in the first place is a lot of effort. Making sure it's delivered on time is just another task to do. So we tend to like to think that we can take over that whole process so you can just sit back, focus on your client and move on to the next deal essentially.
0: Now we know property gives the private lending industry access to valuers that have been vetted and who can write valuations for private lenders on top of having an operational efficiency of having you follow up the valuer instead of the private lender, on top of having the economy of scale and the cost benefit of having you negotiate valuation turnarounds and terms on their behalf as you're channeling multiple deals instead of one deal or two deals a week or even less for some private lenders to a valuer and trying to negotiate those efficiencies there. So all of this sounds amazing. What's your pricing model? So
1: our pricing models pretty standard. In order for this to really work, we need to be as cost efficient as possible as well. Our bread and butter is a volume game. The more volume we give out, the faster the turnarounds come back, the cheaper the records will come back because we're going to be consistently giving them work. So typically we charge between 10, 20% depending on the scenarios, depending on speed, depending on the property itself. There's lots of variables involved. But typically, the reason why it's kind of working so well is because we ask the valuers first, how much is it going to cost? Once they know that they're going to get paid up front and the cost that they're kind of asked for without that price competition, basically eliminating or destroying the industry, we can then, you know, work out a, a reasonable price structure where it's fair across the market. Um Obviously, there's different valuers. Each valuer costs Di- uh, charges different amounts across different time frames. Our focus point is speed, not necessarily cost. We'll give you the best option, but it might take a couple of days depending on the scenario. So what we tend to do is give you the give you the best option on day one, and then we'll see kind of what we can work with, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. And you know what? I think there's also a benefit in cost in that you give the access to the opportunity to find a better priced valuation, where even with your fee on top, it's still going to be more commercially viable than potentially a value up that would be normally utilized.
1: Yeah, so I mean, typically what we tell our private lenders who use us is, you know, use us as like another valuation company, send the team an email. We'll get six, seven quotes or however many you need, and we'll just come back with the best option essentially. If we can get it faster and cheaper than what you're currently getting, then that's great. That's what we want to achieve. If you found it cheaper, or alternate option, by all means, use use who you're comfortable with. Our our steps or our goal is to make sure that you're satisfied at the end of the day. And if it's using a different valuer or a different option, that's totally fine by us. But ultimately, we're still going to deliver a service in terms of giving you the quotes that you essentially are after.
0: That's amazing. You know, I think the focus on value to your client base is just phenomenal. I think the fact that you don't have any lock-in contracts, it is a case-by-case pricing system. It just adds so much more ease and comfort to the entire process.
1: Yeah, correct. I mean, ultimately, that's what we're trying to achieve. It's it's a very difficult, I, uh, I guess, market as it currently stands. There's a lot of competition coming through. There's a lot of regulation coming through. And what we're just ultimately trying to achieve is make it easier for your, you and your team.
0: You know, there was a, speaking on pricing as well, you told me a story just before we started recording about the $18,000 valuation...
1: Yeah, so we had a request in rural New South Wales. Basically, we spoke to our traditional routes. They obviously, being in Sydney, they would have to send a team out by aeroplanes, accommodation, etc. So At the qu- Crown. And- yeah, well, exactly right, <laughs> dinners. Um, so essentially, it, it was a very large quote. Um, it came back. We had two quotes between, you know... Fifteen and $18,000. We managed to find someone locally who did it for $900. So, I mean, ultimately, we're willing to put in the hard work so you can get the results. Essentially, we are a free service to private lenders. I mean, ultimately, they're not necessarily the ones paying for the valuations. It's generally the client. So, ultimately, what we're trying to do is make it easy for you guys.
0: And you know, the private lender gets to be the good cop with the cost efficiency.
1: Correct. Exactly right. And you just save time. Like, ultimately, it, it, took, it took about half a day to find the right value for that property. And we're willing to do it because we know we can save, I guess, money and time from you guys having to do it. So, and we, we're, we're pretty confident that we're going to get the deal over the line when there's two completely different quotes. Um, in terms of the pricing, usually it doesn't vary that greatly, but it, it can.
0: And knowing that it could vary from 18000 potentially to $900 thereabouts, that's huge.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, essentially, it's just about who you know. The less people you know who can do the jobs in the areas that you want the valuation to be done, the more unlikely you are to basically get a good quote.
0: What's really interesting is this podcast almost sounds like a promo piece for property, but the truth is... I am actually really very much in love with the service that you're offering the market. I just think it's going to drive so much value to many commercial finance participants and and even other participants in the industry, in particular private lenders like myself and small private lenders that need to have great operational efficiencies. I wanted to ask, why has it taken so long for a business like PropT to emerge and come about?
1: There's lots of barriers of entry. I mean, obviously, from my background, it's been very easy for us to kind of come into the market and really understand the needs and wants from these private lenders. I'd like to think that we are kind of first to market. I'd like to think that we're doing a good job so people will continuously use us. Um, We've been running for roughly just over two years now, and we're getting a great response growing every day. So, I mean, in terms of growth, we're hoping to get there.
0: It's kind of funny when you told me about your model, I just remember thinking this is so clever. No one has thought about this before. Why? (laughs) And thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I appreciate that.
0: So Jake, what's your long-term plans for property? Where are you going to take this next? How many valuers do you intend to have on your panel? What's your growth plan?
1: So for now, we've got a, a team in Sydney. We can cover nationwide, but we've just got one team in Sydney. For our plans to expand, we'd like to be in every state being able to grow exponentially. There's roughly about, I think, 150 private lenders in the market, maybe a bit less. And we just want to get in contact with as many stakeholders as possible. I mean, essentially, our target market is quite large. We're not just doing valuations. We can cater for a whole lot of property reports out there, whether you know, you're know you doing your resi, your commercial, your private lending, of course. We can basically cater for a lot. So our our growth plan is just to kind of get manpower, be in each state, really educate people as to why it's important to use our services, not just from a commercial or private lending purpose. There's bigger factors at play when it comes to residential and kind of the conflicts of interest within that industry. But typically, our growth plan is just to continue to grow. We're getting there. And the plan is to get individuals in each state so we have representatives on the ground willing to come to your office and explain to you why you know, we can save you time.
0: Well, thank you so much, Jake. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us again for another week. And I'll see you back here next
1: week. Thank you.